Hello and welcome from Podomo and 2020. This is First Dates, the podcast. I'm Cece Coleman. And I'm Frankie Bridge. You finished the drinks and settled the bill. You and your date have said your goodbyes and you're immediately on the phone to your best friend. Oh, actually, thinking about it, he only ever really calls me when he's at work. And then I thought, he's not single, is he? Oh, no. He's not single. So I sort of said to him, like, can I ask you a question? Are you definitely single? In this podcast, we're letting you in on the post-date debrief. We'll be bringing you the most amazing, bizarre and heartwarming dating stories. Cece and I haven't met our daters before and we'll be hearing the gossip for the first time with you. Frankie, I feel like this one's for you because I think, I'm just going to make a real assumption here, oh, no. that you have been swept off your feet over and over again and then your husband swoops in and sweeps you even further off your feet and then marries you. <laughs> Is that what happened? <laughs> Please say yes. Um, I mean, I married him. So he, did he sweep you off your feet? He did, he did. I say he did. Like, we did some really amazing romantic things. Like, I've always said, like, he's he's a really thoughtful person. So okay. He, he... Okay, that's nice. Yeah, he did always think of, like, really good ideas and things to do. Um, and, like, I'd say he took me on dates that no one had take, taken me on before. Like, active dates and things like that. That sounds really boring, but it was fun no, and exciting. Do you know active what I mean? Like, he wasn't just like, let's go for dinner. It, we always did something fun. Yeah. But I, he, he didn't tell me he loved me for a really long time, and we How had this weird time? thing. Quite a few months, I oh, think we were like practically what? living together. <laughs> yeah. We were basically living together, and he used to do this thing where he'd say, "I hate you," but in like a loving oh. way, and I knew what he meant, but mm-hmm. he just couldn't say it yet. And Quite then I it. remember the first day that he said it, and I was like, "You just said it! I knew <laughs> that you meant it!" Yeah. So like he was, yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't all easy breezy. Like the first year, like it took us a long time to figure each other out, mm-hmm. and like. You know, we both had our baggage from other things, yes. and but we kind of figured it out together. So it was like it was romantic and lovely, but also and do you, you know, feel not like, like a movie. that? So that like the sweeping off the feet is like the honeymoon stage, right? Do you feel like it continued, or did it get to like that year in? And it's like, oh, all those lovely things you used to do. Like, yeah. <laughs> you have to do them again. Yeah. Have you ever been love bombed? Do you feel like you've ever had that like? You know, like thing where you've been like swept. I think love bomb maybe is slightly different thing, isn't it? People see that as like a negative now. I don't know. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah. (laughs) I think every single relationship I get into, the honeymoon is like so good that I'm like, I have met the man of my fucking dreams. You fall hard. Oh my good. I don't don't fall hard because I'm quite protective of my heart at the start. But I'm like, this guy is just, he's done this, he's done this and done this. And I think they're just so keen to impress at the start that they do, but then it usually gets to like four or five months in and then you just start seeing like weekly like the decline and it's it, it like it literally breaks my heart because I think, ah, I'm about to find out who you really are. Yeah, but then don't you want to find out who someone really is? Because that's when you know whether it's going to go, like all that first bit is bullshit really when you think about it. It's lovely, I mean, but it's not like life. single, isn't it? Because I, I definitely do fall for it. Like, I think it's real. I'm like, he's amazing. And that, that like, the bar is here and the bar's just going to either stay here or go up. But it doesn't. It gets less. And I think I crave the honeymoon. Mm-hmm. I love the honeymoon. It's my favourite part of the relationship. And then the the most heartbreaking when I see it, like, yeah. each week it lessens and you think, oh, God. Okay, so you're going to be single forever until you figure that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love you. Oh, thank you. I love you too. I'll be here for you always. Thank and I'll you. always be romantic for you and keep thank that you. dream alive. Well, thank you. Yeah, just just feed me lies. I think it works really well. <laughs> it's not lies, Cece. It's just okay. like at the beginning, like surely you're like slightly different. Like yeah, yourself, no, but slightly best, different. And then the we get forward. like comfortable. Yeah, true. Maybe, I mean. maybe I'm the problem. Com- maybe I'm the one maybe that drops you are. the bar. The love is in the comfort, surely. Okay. Surely you want to be comfortable with someone. You're going to have to teach me. Obviously not boring and lazy, but, <laughs> you know. Okay. Anyway, I'm anyway. 13 years in. Those days are gone, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Should we meet our guests? Yeah, because I feel like we're hearing all these giggles. We haven't even introduced you yet. <laughs> so our guests today are Lauren and Andrea. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Welcome. Hi. We like to start off each podcast with like a little question for you both mm. to get to okay. know you. Right. So do you want to do yours? Susie? Yeah, let's go with green flags. What would be, if we start with you, Don, what is your green flag? Um, if he has a job, it's, it's always ideal. Right. <laughs> Where Great. I'm from, that's rare. 
Um, <laughs> hey, why not? Yeah. <laughs> we want to add to it or we can reset it. Honestly, I think that's that's about the bare minimum. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> Andrew, what about you? I think my green flag would be um when they when they say, right, I really fancy going to this Italian restaurant that I've seen. I've booked a table for this date. Um, I'll pick you up at that time and it's just organized. It's so hot. Yeah. When they just I get take charge mm-hmm. as yeah. opposed to the I don't know what do you want to do. Uh, I don't know what do you want to do. And then you're both and like, you're just like polite. Yeah. just like take make charge. A yeah, make a plan. It's not difficult, is it? Just no. like you know to not not for us. Yeah, <laughs> and you only really have to do it once. I think. I think they only have to really nail that first. Yeah like invite because then like maybe you want to take charge on the second yeah. one but I think if you can nail that first like it's it such makes such a good impression doesn't, doesn't it yeah mm. yeah love agreed. it agreed agreed <laughs> Lauren what about an ick have you got like a really specific rogue ick oh just an ick like nothing in particular really sets us off um the way people say things sometimes like you say really posh and then I just think oh you're not going to like be on the same kind of level as me, are you? Certain things like that, the way that they talk can quite often be quite a bit of an ick. But Is there like a particular accent that you really don't like? That I really don't like. Sometimes a little bit of Welsh, like when it's really, really Welsh. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, but I love Scouse and stuff like that. And I love like Cockney accent, like your accent. I love it. <laughs> oh, well, you are welcome <laughs> to take me out whenever you want. <laughs> I don't think I could afford it. <laughs> Right, I'm a cheap date. Uh, what about you, Andrea? Oh, uh, do you know what? Just like when they don't text good morning. Now, some people are a bit controversial. Some people like really hate a good morning text, like good morning beautiful text. They think it's like, oh, I've only just met you. Like it's too soon. I love them, but if they don't do it, oh, okay. or you're the first one to have to like constantly like message that, them. To, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, so I've got, got a question on that then because I mm. love this. So. Yeah. Do you think that, so after the first date, do you mm. want the good morning? Yes. Gorgeous. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And do you give me yeah. the good night? I the night would, after like we've slept with each other, I think then I would want the kind of good mornings because I think after the first date, I'd be like, oh, he's so keen. And then if he just kept it every morning, I'm <laughs> like, it. good fucking morning. <laughs> like, just let me, like, just, just do my stuff. Like, I would find it a bit like intense. Oh, I but think after I'd we quite slept like it. Shows they're thinking of you. Yeah, 100%. That's exactly, yeah, I know, what I think. Like, every yeah. day, I know you're thinking of me, but you don't have to tell me, play it cool a little bit. Like, <laughs> I just. I, maybe okay, I, I think I'm going to start making notes now, Susie. I'm going to start making notes. And then at the end of all our recordings, I'm going to be like, here is why you are single. You are this welcome. The book of why CC is still, oh, there's still more pages to go. <laughs> um, shall we start with Lauren? It's probably easier if I start with like my job, okay. like what I do for work, because that kind of leads into, into what happens. So... I used to work anyways in home emergency insurance. So like sending contractors to emergency jobs um, and things like that. And you used to get quite a relationship with them. You'd have to build up. The company kind of encouraged you to flirt, so to speak. (laughs) It was an office full of young women and a network full of almost middle-aged contractors who were men. So their kind of business dynamic was to sort of encourage you to flirt if it would get work, if it would get the job done, if it would get them to go to the jobs. So you were encouraged to kind of be extra friendly, mm-hmm. so to speak. So I did. What a strange concept. I know. <laughs> I mean, not, I get it's it. It's not but... healthy. No, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I got speaking to one of them and we, we got quite close and would talk all the time. You would do a lot of favours for me. I would help him out. It was a give and take and it worked quite well in a business way. And was he like a middle-aged man or was he kind of similar age No, no, he wasn't actually that much older, but I, I didn't know at the time. Like, I didn't even know what he looked like. He I just didn't spoke know. on the phone. All just, all just a voice. So that's, right. that's like all I <laughs> Isn't knew. Isn't it mad what a voice can <laughs> do? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I've never known anything like it. So he used to say things like asking us out and stuff and I would just be like kind of brushing it off because it was me job. So we got to talking while speaking for a while I ended up giving him my mobile number he always asked for it and I was like I could get in trouble for this like there's nothing in my contract to say that I will but I could and I feel like it's not the right thing to do so I'm not going to do this anyways I ended up caving (laughs) (laughs) we've all been there he beat you down (laughs) yeah he did it wore us down and then I went on a night out in Newcastle with me friend and I bumped into these boys from London 
And I was like, oh, like, obviously, I've always had a thing for the accent. So that got <laughs> us, like, straight away. I was like, right, okay, well, I'm ruined here, Anna. <laughs> um, so I got to talk to them and went, we had a few drinks and we went back to the apartment and stuff like that. And in some way, within the night, I clicked on that there were his employees. What? So he owned the contractor company. Wow. These were his employees and his employees' friends. Um, and ended up starting to go out with one of them. So, so the let's one, call the contractor. The contractor. The contractor. <laughs> the contractor. And the other one. Should we give him an alias? Londoner. Londoner. The contractor's the one you've been texting you've never met. Londoner's the one you met on the night out. Uh, how, yeah. point, how long at this point have you been talking to contractor? I'd probably known him for well over six months and talking wow. to him for work reasons on a regular basis and it started to get more and more. But, okay, sorry, can I ask, were you talking to him out of work or was this all just... Out of work and in work So you're both. kind of in a phone relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And he didn't like that you were talking to Londoner. No, because he knew Londoner and he knew mm. a lot about him and he obviously, his employees were like best friends with him. So he would obviously hear things about me. And he started telling me things like, oh, Londoners, like cheating on you and stuff. And I was like, granted, I live in Newcastle. He lives in London. I only come down maybe every couple of weeks to see him. That could be happening. But we'd also never established a relationship. And so how could I turn around and be angry about that? Even though in my head, I'm like really annoyed about it. Mm. But I don't want to start. And he's just going to turn around and say like, well, we're not you're together. not my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah so... I couldn't be angry about it. So I kind of just brushed it off. And one day I was going to meet Londoner and contractor had been pining and pining for us to meet him. And I was like, okay, I'll come and see you first. We'll meet, we'll talk, be the first time we've met. Wow. Whatever. And we went to a hotel and things obviously escalated. Hang on, so what did, yeah. you, what did you think of contractor? Were you like... Did, did you live like, up to your expectations? I was already in there in my head. I already knew that I wanted him anyways. That was that was how I felt because with London, I, I liked him, I really did, but there was just not that connection. And then I'd went and met Londoner straight after which sounds terrible but we'll all make mistakes these things (laughs) this is a lot of mistakes (laughs) that I'm gonna reel off um (laughs) when I went with Londoner and I was with the employees of the contractor and while like drinking and things it slipped out that um he had a girlfriend contractor did contractor of like 10 years and three children oh (laughs) wow so I was like right Oh my like, god, so you're learning this shit. on a night out? With with Londoner and he's Oh my god. 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 I, I, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, what does Londoner think of this at this point? Well, he he already knew. He never knew that I'd been to meet him. Mm. He yeah. never knew any yeah, of this yeah, yeah. because Obviously it, was, tell him. it was yeah. conflicted. <laughs> so I was like, oh my god. I was like, this is not not okay. I was like, but also there was points. When I kind of got wind, and which I think is a really important thing to address, is that I seen the signs and I should have taken them for what they were. It's like there was only certain times of the night when I could, when he would tell me when he was going home from work, I couldn't ring him after that point. And what was his reason uh, for that? I'm going home now. It was just kind of like an unspoken thing. Right. That it. Yeah. Ringing is, Lauren, I'm going home now. And that was it. When I was home, I didn't hear. Right. Do you think he that was him sort of indicating that like, you, you should yeah. know, but I'm yeah. not going to say it. We just mm. won't talk and about I, it. I also knew he had a child. I didn't know he had three. So that also made us think, well, where is she? Mm. Like, why aren't they together? But I never kind of wanted to pry that question because that's his personal business. And that's something that he obviously, he's felt comfortable enough to tell us that he's got a child. I'm not mm. going to stop mm. prying further in that. And plus, you're just having phone conversations. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah it's, exactly. it's already slightly odd, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It's already weird. Like, yeah. how can I make I start questioning and prying? So when I'd found this out, I was obviously really angry. We had conversations about it. And I was like, I want to pursue things with Londoner because of of what's happened and he was kind of like but but I want you like and there was again like to brush up on the love bombing thing there was things like there was a lot to do with money because I'm from New culturally it's very different down here to where mm. I'm from and um he would he would say things he would often ask for things like me bank deals and offer to pay me rent if he knew that there was like certain things that I had to pay for 
he would he would say, well, I'll just pay for it. All of these things, I was like, I don't want that from you. Like mm. what I want from you is all of the things that you're probably not going to give yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'd had the, the falling out of finding out about the girlfriend and the children and, and all the rest of it. And But I still really, really liked him and I still... You were in by that mm-hmm. point, I was, weren't you? Yeah, I was head over heels. I was fully gone. That was it for me. And I remember getting a phone call from Londoner. We'd been arguing. He told us that he loved us um, in the middle of sex. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know what to say. And I was like, this is the worst time you could possibly say yeah. this to oh. anyone. And I knew it was coming. And I knew he was going to say it. But I also didn't think that he felt it. I was like, I don't think that that you do. I think you're in love with the idea yeah. of what this is, is the fact that like I travel down from London for you. I bend over backwards for you. You've never had to come and see me or do anything for me. Oh, so he never went I'm to see your, you in Newcastle? Only the time that we met. Really? Wow. And you at your own house? Like yeah, your own no, flat. So I yeah. feel like I'd want to go yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. And he drove, whereas I don't drive. So that's so a red flag for yeah. me. Yeah. Massively. Yeah, so I used to get fuck the train. Fuck off, Londoner. <laughs> yeah. Already. Sorry. Fuck off. I haven't even it's finished right. the story, but fuck off. Yeah. I'm out. So yeah. there was the stories of him, like, potentially cheating on us. But all of these stories were coming from contractor. Mm. He said, oh, well, my employees have said that London has been up to this, this and this at the weekend with so-and-so. And I was like, in my head, I was like, in fairness, I can't really say anything mm. because I'm not exactly oh my, doing you're in anything. in a real position. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow, yeah. So he rings you. And breaks up with us. Right. He was like, I, I don't think it's working. And I was like, you're right, it's not working. So um, I continued with contractor. And it was just getting more and more intense. I was coming down on the train and it was it was a secret. And it was really like, I felt awful. Mm. I couldn't sleep. I felt sick. And mm. all the while, he didn't seem like that bothered. Mm. Like, he didn't really seem to care. He was just all, all this kind of like, I will leave her at some point. And again, I remember one of the times I came down and stayed in a hotel. And I would obviously refuse the, the taxi account that paying me rent all the rest of it and I almost missed my train and I had to leg it to get on my train and we'd been in a hotel I got on the train and I got a text message from him saying there's a present in your bag for you and it was just money I think it was like 150 pound or 200 pound in 50 pound notes and I was just like I just messaged him and I was like one, that is so disrespectful. Yeah. And two, I live in Newcastle. No one takes £50 yeah. notes. Just take <laughs> if you're going to give yeah. it to me, give me £25 notes. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to buy anything with this. It's oh, so I think I'm worth more than £150. Yeah, exactly. I thought you were going to say a lot more than that. Yeah. It was awful because oh, I, that's, yeah, yeah, I really that's... cared about him. And it was just like, oh, dear, this is not... I was like, it, it sort of knocked us a bit. I was like, I feel a bit sick. Mm. Anyways, he was working for us. He was doing jobs for us. We'd speak on the phone at work. We'd, we'd speak on the phone all the time. And, and he was going on holiday. And I knew that because he was going on holiday, I couldn't speak to him because he was going to be with his family. And I was kind of okay with that because I was so like wrapped in it. Mm. And I was like, I need a breather here. Like I need a break, but also I didn't want one. And this was at the point where he was like, bringing us up and saying, I love you, like, I will leave her one day and all of this stuff. And and also in my head, I was kind of like, do I even, do I even want him to leave yeah. her? Because is that the life that I want for myself? Yeah. So he was going on holiday when Seba got by, whatever, the night before, and he was in the airport and he rang us, he texted us even, he didn't ring us. And he was like, have you gave me something? And I was like, in bed at this point, it was dead early in the morning, he was waiting for his flight you given us something? I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, I woke up this morning and I feel like I've I've got something like an what STI. Like an STI. No. Cheeky and I was fucker. like, I was so offended. I was like, really? And at the time I'd actually, um, I've had like recurring UTIs off topic, but sometimes when they did that, they were like, we're just going to do yeah, a routine. Swap, just yeah. Do, like as a routine thing, because sometimes they just do that. So funny enough, like four days before this, I'd actually had that test. And they, do, they take about 10 days to come back. And I was like, I, I haven't gave you anything. He was like, yeah, but you were sleeping with Londoner and he was cheating on you. 
So all of these things were going through my head. I was like, right, so is wow. it maybe his girlfriend is with someone else as well. And they're both cheating on each other. Maybe Londoner was cheating on us. Maybe contractor is sleeping with other people as well yeah, as yeah, me. Yeah. And he's gay. And it was going through my mind. He was like, right, okay, well, I have to go now. I'm getting on a flight. So that was there for seven days. Nothing. <gasps> no he contact. he just left you on that nothing. like, yeah, nothing. Nothing. Drop you nothing. This, yeah. And then nothing. Away. And did you get your results back in I that time? I got my results back a couple of days later, completely negative, completely clear. And I was like, I'm not even going to tell him. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to make him sweat because if he really thinks that he's got something, that's on him. Mm. It was like, servant. So either he's been up to something or so. And mm. then the more that I was thinking about, I was like, I think there's alternative reasons to why he's done this. I was like, this isn't right. I was like, something does not up yeah, because he said nothing the night before. And if he's had these symptoms, mm. as he had them for a yeah. while, this doesn't sit right with us. And the more that I thought about it, I was like, he's so jealous, so insecure, wants to be so in control of me, even though I'm so many miles away and he's going home to someone else every single night. I was like, something's not right. And I ended up working out that he'd said it just to put it in my head so that I wouldn't do anything with anyone else. Wow. And we had a conversation. And he was wow. like, well, I just didn't want you to do anything. And I was like, but you don't so want to... actually admitted to that? Yeah. And I was like, but you don't accuse me of giving you an STI. Wow. Because what you're jealous. Fucker. So while he's away with his girlfriend and his kids, <laughs> he's making sure you're at home. And you're like, you could have been sweating. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was, Past myself for a couple of days. Oh, this guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. oh, it doesn't actually get any better. Okay, great. <laughs> I wish it did. When he got back from holiday, nothing was the same because I was angry. And I was like, right, okay, like, I'm done. Like, I need to be done with this. And I was like, I, I'm not going to talk to you at work if I can help it. Like, I just, I want it to, I want to draw a line under this. Mm. Like, it's, we're not going to, he was like, but we can still talk, we can be friends. I was like, we can't be friends. I was like, also, we're not friends. (laughs) So he, um, it ended in that, I think it went about three weeks, nearly a month without speaking to him. And then one day he rang up and I answered the office phone and it was him and it was so uncomfortable. And I was like, oh my God. And then he started texting us and we started to go like back down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, and this had ended sort of like in the summer and we hit like the October, which is around like the time of my birthday. I was speaking to him on my birthday while like having conversations again, was spiraling. I was also kind of going out with someone else at, at, just before this, um, which for some reason made him want us because he knew that I was with someone mm. else. He was extra trying because he was jealous. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, mm. this can't be right. It's so weird though how you can be in a situation that you know is not right and healthy, but still I couldn't keep I going couldn't down. Let that. it go. Yeah. And I had a couple of days holiday for my birthday. I'd spoken to him on my birthday, was still like proper in it. Um and I came back after my holidays for my birthday and I got tucked into a meeting at work, which Bear in mind, I worked a five-on-five-off rotation and I used to work four days of them, five off. I'd work 15-hour shifts. I was never out of the office. I grafted constantly. I loved my job. And I got took into a meeting and they were like, we've listened to your phone conversations with this contractor and we're suspending you for investigation <sighs> because we think that you've been uplifting these costs and we're accusing you of fraud. You've been uplifting what? these costs and um, he's been paying you. Oh and my I got, God. Yeah. <laughs> and so I left the office and I oh rang him. Gosh. And he just did not give a shit. He just, all he cared about was that because she, she like his girlfriend managed his emails and stuff. All he cared about was that they were going to send him an email or also have an investigative conversation with him. And then she was going to say. she was going to find yeah. out. Yeah. Did you feel like you must have felt so humiliated at I that moment? I was mortified and they'd made us like listen to calls that I'd had with them where no. it was flirty banter. And my kind of fight back here was, well, you told us yeah. to flirt. If I'd not been told to behave in a certain way by like middle-aged men in the office. 100%. If I'd not been told to behave in this way, I would have never ended up in this relationship mm. in the first place because... There is nothing in my contract to say that I can't do this. And quite frankly, it's encouraged. Mm. So I was like suspended. 
obviously I could have lost everything. I could have lost my house. I losing my job. I was like pacing about what was I going to do? Like, how was I going to sort this out? And he just didn't, he just, he was just only bothered about getting caught. He was only interested in getting caught and about like what, what, what it would mean for him. And I was like, I understand your stress and I understand the situation that you're in. I really do. But also like I was having an interview for other jobs. I was speaking at the union. I was going back mm. and forth. Me mom and dad were just like having to like take care of us. Cause I was at a point where I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, what can mm. I possibly do here? How I long just, were you at the company? Three years. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I just, in the end, they, they took us into a meeting. It was supposed to be like the, the meeting that like determined everything. And they never said they were sorry. <laughs> but they were like, we may have made a mistake, yeah. Mm. Um, because they were accusing us of fraud and saying that there was an uplift on his costs. And they had no evidence. There was mm. no way anywhere that I'd paid him more money. And I sort of went into this meeting and I was like, listen, he offered us money. Not for getting him work, mm. but also like he, he was offering us these things and I never took a penny from him. Maybe if I knew how much of a date he was going to turn out with me. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can give me that That also pounds. wasn't what I wanted mm. from it. I just wanted, like it was a relationship. So, but did he eyes. get any trouble from this? No. See, that's just it's so still, shit, it? still works for them. I went back and they were like, you can speak to him. You're an adult. Like, that's okay. And here and there we did talk. And I, I could just feel this sense that it was never going to go away and it was never going to stop. And I was just going to keep spiraling, mm -hmm. going back down this rabbit hole. And it was going to be a push and a pull and constantly like me wanting his attention, me wanting something from him that I was never going to get. And in the end, I was like, listen, I've, I've put me notice in. I'm gone. Like, mm -hmm. this is this is it for me. I want to draw a line under it. We can't talk anymore. And we had, like, a conversation. He was like, but we can still talk. Like, you can let us know how your new job's going and all this stuff. I was like, no. no. I was like, no. I don't want to. And funny enough, that was it. Like, it was such a lesson in the sense that I just, I could never, ever do that ever again. I could never do that to something. It's one of them things where I did worry about, like, seeing it in this environment as well. And then I'm sort of like, no one is going to judge us harsher for what happened than how harshly I've judged myself. Yeah. So it was kind of one of them things where I had to like, like it's, it's been, it's like such a learning curve and that's what I've put it down to. It's a learning experience. And I think the yeah, fact Yeah, what is the lesson? Like if you can like, mm -hmm. if yeah, summarize it, it what do you think is like, what have you... Look at the signs. Look very, very clearly because I think I knew very early on and I probably could have stopped it before it got as far as it did. Mm. But I was I was in this mindset of like the universe must want me to be together because how weird is it? No, I can totally relate to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's meant to be. Yeah. Why else would I bump into his employees in Newcastle? Maybe, Lauren, it was just a coincidence. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it just happened. It's like hand on heart, like... No one's going to judge us as harsh. No, no I think you're really brave <laughs> I to do. come and like, talk I about really it. Feel for you. And I think you think about it in a really like a, in a, you've got your head screwed on. Like now, I really, have. yeah, now you have. But we've born, all wing, been in course. situations where we haven't. And I think, like you say, you have learnt from it, mm -hmm. and it is what it is. And we all fuck up. Yeah, yeah that's me. it. Yeah. We all fuck up. There's fuck ups and there's royal fuck ups. <laughs> and we do both. It yeah. is what it is. And then we learn the lesson, we do it again. And then we're like, actually, that's twice now. Yeah. So, yeah. You, like, you know, it was a horrible experience for you. Hmm. I want to give you a big hug. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a podcast hug. Say <laughs> like COVID all over it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, don't, don't <laughs> pretend hug. I think we'll have a break after that. Yeah, like let's all have a tea and a Five shot of minutes. tequila. Yeah, <laughs> a shot of tequila and yeah. we'll be back. Yeah. Um, I just think Lauren's so brave. I think it's like quite a big thing to come on and say I fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And actually to like hear oh, no. her perspective on how it actually made her feel really shit, but mm. she still kept going back. I know. I do, do you know, it's like that thing where I don't want to like be like, fuck him, da da da, and he's an asshole. But I equally do because mm. he has controlled that whole situation. He's controlled his home life and he's controlled her. And it just like, he won't know the effect he's now going to have on her for the rest of her life. 
every relationship she goes into, she won't be who she was before. And that's the part that's sad about it. Yeah. Andrea, it's your turn. Oh, we need don't feel any pressure, story. by the way, because that yeah. was like, you know, we're, we're all digesting. To be fair, she was saying like, they're not that different. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? really? So, I mean, my experience was sort of similar, mm. but um, somewhat different. So picture the scene, ladies. Yeah. Okay. Down. Right. Oh, okay. no. February of like 2020. I was married at the time. And in February, we had the conversation of, I don't think this is working and we should go our own separate ways. How long had you been married by this uh, point? We've been married, I think, for two years, maybe. Um, But together for about seven or eight. But then we couldn't, um, like, I couldn't move out. It was lockdown. So everything was closed. So we were at home together (sighs) going through lockdown and couldn't even, like, you know, like you have a row with your partner you go to work and you calm down or you go over. We were on furlough at the time, so I had no work. Couldn't even pop round to my oh, mum's for a coffee no. because, you know, everyone of a certain age was isolating, didn't want to catch anything. And it was that time when like, everyone it was, was really, really scary serious. and mm. it was a bit scary. Couldn't go to Sainsbury's because, you know, and usually if we had a route, I'd go to Sainsbury's. <laughs> I'd go to Sainsbury's, this is how exciting my life is. Go to Sainsbury's and... um oh god yeah no it was so busy so but it wasn't I'd go there I'd sit in the cafe upstairs and like have a coffee oh, bless and then like you. take 10 minutes to do the shopping but I was like I don't want to go home I don't want to. every so, parent's favourite place yeah, is the exactly, supermarket exactly. on your own to do, do the online shopping get it online and then just get it go like, for a wander and go for a wander yeah. anyway but so it was god I feel like there's so many people out there that were like either going through a divorce or broken up with someone or no they shouldn't be with someone but stuck yeah. in a house with them yeah it was and it was hard enough with people you liked. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it it was awful. It was just it was it was like a like a pressure cooker of just arguments and all the all the little things that we did to annoy each other was just amplified to like a hundred percent. It was awful. And um we had a particularly bad route and my ex partner had never spoken to me the way that he did in this particular hour. So it really, really resonated. And we were ha- we had a, an argument about like the, the housework or something. And uh and I was just like, well, you know, we we basically how can I put this? We had an argument where I said, well, you know, we're never intimate anymore. Like most men would care about being intimate. We're not at all. And uh his exact words were, who would want to F that look at the effing size of it? Wow, and he had never been like mean or spiteful like that, and it completely knocked me for six. Wow, like, not felt, you know like when yeah. you're wounded, when you're punched or something. Yeah. Um, like that's how it felt. And two weeks later, it was still just going round and round Ooh. in my mind, and I was just like, God, what if he's right? You know, what if, what if you know? And just felt really rubbish. So I had the genius idea: I download Tinder. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> and I'll make a little fake profile. A fake uh, one? Yeah, like a little fake profile. And then if I just get a message or It'll a match make... from someone, okay. then it means that he's not right. And and then I'd still Hang on, what's it. a fake profile? What do you mean? So, so your like, face? Yeah, my face, but just like, oh, put, like Jessica face. from, you know. Oh, like fake right. so okay. But with like, okay. yeah, like oh. a catfish one, but with my pro my picture. Just, just so I could say whether name. or not. Yeah. Just so, so no one you want to know if you're still attractive. Yeah. And yeah, are, yeah just a yeah. little bit of self-validation, which is probably the worst reason to do it, but still. No. And so no. I genuinely was really, 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 really shocked when I even got like one match or one message and I was just like, oh, okay. All right. Okay. So he was just being spiteful. That's fine. I can live with that. Yeah. But then I think like they, and they've done research on it, that the dopamine you get from that little noise of your phone beeping of you've got a match or you've got this like your brain gets addicted to the dopamine no. and that's why yeah that's why it's hard to put like your phone down with like the text messaging and all it's of this like, oh yeah. my god and it makes so much sense <laughs> so um maybe then didn't make a fake profile made a real one and i know i probably should have you know waited until like moved out at this point we why were not? in separate bedrooms mm. It was over. And it was probably over long before you said it was over. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Anyway, match with, let's call him Dave, because I can't think of anything. All right, Dave. Dave from Tinder. Dave from Tinder. And we matched. And on paper, I thought he was like pretty much everything I had, you know, complete opposite opposite to my ex. And, and, you know, we got talking and, and he was so 
it it was I always compare it. it's like in the Wizard of Oz when she goes from like the black and white film to like the 4K Technicolor <laughs> whatever yeah. I went from someone like not showing any affection or any public displays of affection nothing on social media, like nothing like literally nothing to someone texting me and going you're so beautiful you're so lovely oh my mm. god I can't yeah, believe I don't yeah, see I what your it. husband doesn't see you know mm. and all this and the other saying all the and things that you want to hear exactly this constant validation of oh my god you're amazing and and all of this it was pretty full-on from like from the get-go and like, I remember we had like a three-hour conversation on the phone and I was saying to my friends like I haven't spoken to a man for that long like you know like they're really like the only time I think I've ever done it was when I was like 16 with my first boy on your house phone yeah, <laughs> yeah on the house phone exactly. you had yeah. up every hour yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah exactly <laughs> like you know and we were on the phone for like three hours just chatting about everything and nothing yeah. and all of this and it was it was it was lovely and it was so nice and I, I was thinking I genuinely think at this point I was thinking you know this is the universe's way of paying me back <sighs> And putting me, you know, I've been in this marriage that wasn't the happiest of marriages, you know, and and now I've met someone and it's amazing and it's lovely. And we met. So did you think then you did you already think right? I've already met my next person. Yeah. I've met like the one. Now, I looking back, I realised that I was probably quite vulnerable in the sense that newly divorced, mm. on the rebound, massively on the rebound, like bouncing off the walls on the rebound. You know, and I think this person probably like a shark in the water smelling blood on Tinder going, oh, she's, you know, literally just been on the app for two weeks or whatever, yeah. you know, mm. a bit ridiculous. But but yeah, and then we met up and like the sparks flew. It was like no letdown. It was like, yeah, this is all I imagined it, was, it would be. Yeah, more. This is it. Oh my God. And like we had the conversation, like we were having all these lovely long conversations and we were both, you know, sort of saying like, I can't believe how lucky we are like you know oh. who who meets someone on their first go of like on tinder who who, who gets a mm. you know a partner like this like oh uh, and again just reinforcing you know everything oh we're meant to be together yeah, yeah. and everything like this so this was like two this was about sort of two weeks in i phoned him and and then he kind of like hung up quickly and i was like oh that's that's all. or maybe he must have dropped his phone or whatever we love making excuses yeah and then, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and then he sort of i sort of said to him Oh, you know, you're right. Sorry, just wanted to chat to you. He said, oh, yeah, I can't really talk right now. You know, I've got my mate over. I was like, just go upstairs to your bedroom or something. Like, I need to talk to you. What What are you like? What's, what's your problem? And then the penny dropped. And I thought, why can't he speak when he's at home mm. on a phone call? Oh. Oh, actually, thinking about it, he only ever really calls me when he's at work. And like, I, like I say, completely green to like dating and everything. And then I thought, he's not single, is he? Oh no, he's not single. So I sort of said to him, like, "Can I ask you a question? Are you definitely single?" And he was like, "Look, I can't lie to you. I'm not. I didn't think for a minute I'd find someone as special as you on here. And I didn't, you know, I'm in a relationship, but I'm where you are, where you were like two months ago. You know, of like we're leading separate lives. We're not, you know. T- I was." gutted I was absolutely gutted because I thought you know I'd, I'd met my new person and everything and then he was like but look, I think I'm falling in love with you and oh. uh, on all of this and and you know messaging was constant like please look I'm just I swear it's this that and the other and you know the messages were continuing like you know on the hour every hour you know of this this went on for like a good sort of week and it essentially kind of like wore me down a little bit and I, I think because I really wanted to believe him. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you want to believe something, you're, you're tell yourself, you know, you'll sort of justify what he's saying, rationalise yeah, it totally. and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can rationalise anything. anything. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Me and, and my best friends always say that. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, I sort of stayed with him, even though it, it wasn't, you know, how it was meant to be or what I wanted. But he was adamant. He was absolutely adamant. Look, you're going to move out soon to find your place. I'm I'm going to leave and, you know, and we're having a conversation with her. And he, he said to me, he actually texted me out the blue once, like, while this was happening. And he said, oh, I've, I've, I've told her. I've told her. And I, I was really shocked because I, I sort of, part of me wanted to think that he would. But then deep down, deep down, I think I knew mm. that, mm-hmm. that he probably wouldn't. But he was like, no, I've told her. 
I've told her that I'm on Tinder and I'm looking for and we need to have a chat about where we're moving to. And he said that um everything was in his in her name. So he was Ooh. like, I'm literally starting with nothing. So that was like so it's gonna take a little bit of time to, you know, get everything sorted but for one reason or another they had a flat that they were sort of going to rent out and he was going to move in there and he was telling me all about you know this this life of you know right so I'll start there you get your place and then we can at some point move in together and we're going to be so happy oh my god like we've both been so miserable for so long we're going to be so happy which is exactly what you want to hear yeah Yeah. like there's you you do believe it it's it's the most basic saying isn't it like we together are going to create something we are going to be so happy and you're like yes light bulbs of course we are yeah exactly (laughs) and you and you want to believe it and and like to the point like we were we were sending uh like well, maybe it was me because he's a man, but like sending Pinterest, like mm. screenshots like, of, houses. oh, our front room could be like this and, <laughs> you know, yeah. oh, do you like that colour and how like our mm. stars were going to mesh really well and, you know. So how far in was this then? How long this have you was, been This talking? would have been about sort of two months in. Like wow, okay. literally within the first month, it was I love you. Mm-hmm. There was talk of like, you know, him meeting my son and he was going to get like a really good car seat he'd been researching car mm-hmm. seats that were you know and he was looking forward to being a stepdad he'd never you not been, have no children didn't have no, no children okay. or anything together thankfully so but he yeah all of the, all of this future planning yeah. of mm-hmm. like this is what it's going to be like you know it's going to be all of this and our house is going to look like that and we're going to have that and we've gone nice holidays and marriage was kind of discussed and everything had you met up at this point yeah 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 so by like i think so you'd had that first date and then yeah first date of like so first date was after like i think it was one maybe two weeks or mm-hmm. something and then after we had that first date then he dropped the bombshell that he wasn't actually single right. and, uh, but but they were leading separate lives yeah. and he was leaving her and he was, you they're know, they're always the leaving her. Yeah. They're always <laughs> leaving yeah. her, aren't they? But it's like at the time, like just coming out of like a seven year marriage and, and online like dating apps weren't a thing when I met like my husband. So they weren't a thing when I was like dating like last time round. So mm. I probably took everything as like gospel. Probably. Yeah. I was naive. I was very naive. So at this point, so say I think about two three months later I was at the point where I could move out now Mm -hmm. and I was like right gonna get my own place I was so happy and then bonus I've got this lovely new boyfriend who's Mm -hmm. like you know is gonna be moving in with me at some you know some point oh my god life is good like I could taste it it was I was so happy and um but I ended up selling my car to get the deposit for the house to rent and all of this and I'm getting it all done and um at this point so my life is going forward and I'm being proactive and I'm saying, right, so I need to do this. So I'm going to do this. And at that point, I started to, to notice that like I'm being all proactive he's and he's kind of not. Mm. And I was sort of say, well, you know, he's said, oh, you know, everything's in her name. I've got to start sort of setting stuff up. So I've got to be, you know. and I was just like, but you've got a really nice car. Why don't you just sell your car? And like, just, even if you just get a, like a, you know, banger to run yourself around, you know, like, but it will get you closer to our future. And I'm starting to realise that all these things of like what he's saying isn't ma- his actions aren't like matching up. Yeah. And I like that sort of feeling of dread and sort of thinking, am I just imagining it? Or but I was so I was like, no, 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 you're fine. My best friend, God love her, is a police officer. And during lockdown, they did lots of training about domestic violence. Um, and they were doing training about love bombing. And she only told me this afterwards, but she was doing this training and she sat there and she's going, yeah, he said that to Andrea, tick. Yeah, I remember Andrea saying that he said, yeah, oh God, oh, I'm going to have to have a chat. And like she, and to be fair, I love her to bits. And she was like, so any time I would say, oh, you know, he can't move out, he can't do that. And she'd be like, sort of why and like gently kind of mm. nudging me she's like I don't want to hurt your feelings or anything but I just you know it's I want to protect you and you know and I'm, I remember saying to her it's yeah what you're saying isn't anything that I haven't thought but whenever I would sort of put that to him he always had a reason or yeah. an excuse or whatever and it was and I think part of me was like I really don't want this to not be true because by that point I'd signed up for to rent a house um, and I'd sort of said to him, I just want to double check. Like I'm I'm signing the lease for for this house to rent. Now I can afford it for a few months, but are you like be honest with me now? Are you definitely gonna be moving in with me? Because I don't think I'm gonna be able to quite afford it mm. just by myself. 
yeah, of course, yeah, no, why would you even oh, ask no. that? You know, of course, not a problem. Got the keys to the house, texted him, was like, right, okay, you can come over now. Like, got the keys, you can pop in whenever you like now. We don't have to, you know, worry. You can just come over whenever you like. Could not get him to come over. Couldn't get him to respond to text messages. Literally, just ghosted it you. Just, yeah, it not not quite ghosted, but it was like instant. I sort of had to text him and just say, "Look, I'm not putting up with this." Mm. Like we were meant to be. God, thank you, God. thank you. <laughs> like I was like, "I'm not putting up with this." Like we were meant to be moving it, and we're meant to be doing all this stuff, and I'm feeling like I'm fourth or fifth list on your priorities, mm. and like this is not what I want. This is not what I'm going to part with, and it's not what I'm going to tolerate. And he te- and then he texts me sort of. It was the one text that he did actually text back straight away and was like, yeah, no, I fully appreciate where you're coming from. And um, yeah, I've just not really been in the right headspace and I think I need to work on myself and all of this. Oh, and I, oh, I think sake. he'd just been waiting. I think he'd been treating me so badly, waiting for oh, me to snap that, and yeah. so that I would do the dirty and I would yeah. say it. Yeah, they like to do that, oh, don't they? So where they're like, it was, push you away. It was awful. It was awful. I was, I think I was more heartbroken about that than the actual divorce. You know, all, all yeah, of a sudden no, I this get that. future that was, you know, it, you know, just been like the carpet had been like, you know, the rug had been completely mm. pulled and I was just left there in an empty house because my son was at his dad's, you know, most weeks or whatever. And I remember just like waking up crying, just going, I was oh. meant to be, like this was meant to be the time I was with mm. Dave really and we had, you know, really happy and it's just all gone completely Do you think shit. he ever had any intention? No. No, yeah. looking back now, I don't think, I think he liked the attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he liked the idea of it maybe, uh, but I just don't think he ever had the bottle. And I also think as well, the sub story that I got told about is, I bet his wife Old. is probably really, really nice. And mm. yeah, we turn him hand and foot. Yeah, exactly. The like the, the awful things that he told me. I don't think he ever actually told the truth once looking back really? and just completely saw that I was maybe a bit vulnerable and very gullible looking back and <laughs> believed everything, you know. We've done that. And it was just, but it was it was the after effects yeah. that really, like... Well, you probably had the weight of, like, you know, you hadn't had time to probably mm. fully process the divorce and, yeah. like, have that idea in your head of, like, I'm going to be on my own. Yeah. You were like, I've got Dave. Yeah. I think, like, you might not want to be with someone and, like, we said before, yeah. like, you were already over it before it had ended but that feel like you say I've been in the house like I would know that feeling as a mum of that first time of them not being there it was awful must be a really horrible feeling and a really sad because you don't set out in a relationship to to have that with your kids do you and then to think well then I've just been fucked over (laughs) by someone as well just to really after being offered the world yeah Yeah, exactly and it was I had to like retrain my brain as well it took me a good few years to sort of which sounds silly. It no, was only, it, trust me, it was it only three it three months, but it was it was so intense because mm. my brain had got used to like the dopamine of like mm. all this attention and everything. And then when it's gone, you go cold turkey. I think yeah. sometimes those short, intense ones are the mm. hardest ones. Yeah, to oh, over. Yeah. trust me. Because and then, then I think you it's question the humiliation it. of. Like, yeah. It was only a month. How do I feel like this? Only after a month. Even yeah. worse than like. Yeah, if it's like five years, like well, of course, five fucking years. Well, I looked into it. It's because you're where you're in the honeymoon period. You don't get that period, like you you don't get the period afterwards of like them starting to irritate you when they yeah, yeah. This or is them just like, feel the good falling out of yeah. love with them gradually or them irritating the you or just so you're addicted to like the first honeymoon period part of the relationship and then so that's why sometimes it's harder to get over a short mm-hmm. thing and I was really quite surprised and I was so and then after like having to I'd I'd sit there on my own and just be like. I really miss him. This is the time when we and I'd have to go. No, Andrea. No, this that relationship wasn't real. He yeah. lied the entire way. It was not real. You have to stop like romanticizing it in your brain. That oh, you know, I miss him. And there were it's it's not that contact completely ended. You know, he would occasionally like dip in with a text oh, message. That- how are you doing? Oh, I really miss off. you Block. and all that. Yeah. yeah. Like, have, you left, have you left her yet? Right. Fuck off and leave me alone then. Mm. Stop yeah. disturbing my peace. Uh. So should we close the tab then? To wrap all of this up, because these have been some stories, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> wow. If you could share with our listeners, like, one thing, I say one, <laughs> <laughs> that you feel that they could maybe, like, a lesson that... I'm so glad now, looking back, that it didn't work. Because I think if it had worked, I would have stayed in my little nine-to-five job. Maybe we would have gotten a little office job, and I would have just... Plotted on. But now, I realise I've got more strength 
than I've ever had going through that. I ended up setting up my own business and um yeah and like literally it was it was the best thing that ever happened and I did it all by myself I had a realization when I was like painting my shop of like the epiphany of why it didn't work out and why it didn't work out with you know anyone else was because I then was able to have the the feeling of like I've done this myself I've done Mm. this for myself and my son and stuff like that and I was in two minds about doing the pod this podcast because Thought, oh, do I really want to drag up the past and all of this? It's not but then, bad though. But I thought, but then I looking for my businesses too, um, this weekend, and I was looking for content of like me painting the shop and stuff. And I made a couple of TikToks about like on my personal account about how sad I felt afterwards and how I was completely flawed. And I thought, do you know what? If if just doing this podcast, there's one girl out there that is like, Oh, I didn't know that was a thing, or oh, I'll make sure I'll I'll look out for that, yeah. or just, you know. Or, oh, good, I'm not the only one that's happened to. I don't feel quite so stupid, then it would be worth it. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. but I would always say just trust your instincts. Look for red flags. Do not ignore red flags. They're there for a reason. Because then when you do meet someone lovely like I have now, and you notice the green flags, and it's yeah. lovely. And it's really, really lovely. That's so Aww. nice. <laughs> Aww. Wow. I'm glad you just met someone oh, that you did. Yeah. So wonderful. What also, about you, Lauren? Similar kind of thing of trust your instincts and mm. stuff. But like you're saying, like you've got all the time in the world and there's always time. In- but I think we're always in such a rush, aren't we? Everyone's always in yeah. such a rush. And I've always been told, right, well, you need to do this. You need to have kids. You need to get here. You need to sort this out. And in my head, I was consistently like, well, I'm going to meet someone. And I'm going to fall in love. And that's going to be it. And it's going to be like a Disney film. And that's just not realistic. And in a way, that was kind of like my reality check. And that was what shook me. Even though the relationships that I'd had in the past that might have been bad and and stuff like that, that I really thought would have been the breaking point for us, that was the breaking point because I realized how how much I kind of wanted it and how much I was willing to believe things mm. that weren't true. Yeah. Yeah. To, to get something that's expected of us that I didn't even actually want. And I think the, the biggest thing for me, like at my age, is like you've got time and everyone's got time and and that's not actually the end game for everyone. Mm. Like Not everyone me, wants the same thing. Yeah, yeah. and I just think and like... it's okay. Take, mm. take what you want from it. Like I've just, I just learned, I think that experience in itself, like I say, I learned experience. I learned so much about myself, about what I would tolerate, about what was acceptable to me, about quite frankly, what is the least of what I deserve? Yeah. <laughs> like what is the, what is the bare minimum that I'm going to accept from someone? Because I think that I deserve a lot, a lot mm. more than that. Mm. And it and teaches it, you what you won't yeah. part with as well. Exactly. What yeah. I will absolutely never, ever accept or tolerate ever mm. again in my life. And I thought that it would be all the other relationships. But I think when you're young, you're rushed that you're going to find someone and fall in love. And maybe it makes you think a bit differently mm. about people. Like you say, it makes you romanticize them. It makes mm. you look at them and think, oh, well, this is going to be it for me. I'm going to marry this person, settle down, move in. And maybe you will. And maybe but you like, won't. For yeah. me, that just wasn't it. <laughs> well, no. I think you should both be so proud of yourselves. <laughs> yeah. And like, you. I just hope you... Find your happiness, whatever that is. Do you know what I mean? I think Not I'm everyone's happy now. is the same. Um, so thank you so much for just coming on here and being so open and honest. And I genuinely yeah. think Scary. people will respect that. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, yeah. learn a lot from it. So yeah. thanks. No worries. Thank you, thank you ladies. Thank thanks. you. Thank you so much for listening. You know that little follow button on your screen? If you just tap that, and then if you wouldn't mind just leaving us a review, maybe a five star, that will go down really well. From Podimo and 2020, this has been First Dates Podcast, hosted by me, Frankie Bridge. And me, Cece Coleman. The producers are Blondin Hogue and Fionn Lewis. The video producer is Rob Walsh. The executive producers for Podimo are Jake Chudnow and Matt White. The executive producer for 2020 is Martin Tricky. Special thanks to Bruna Pias, Kendra Steeb and Fatima Patea. For ad-free episodes, subscribe to Podimo UK on Apple Podcasts.